0: Time for
1: Task and Twos.
0: Hey, Tie Cats fans, welcome back to the Task and Twos show. We are well into the CFL season. At this point, we're coming off of a huge win for the Tie Cats after their game in Montreal, and we're prepping for the Labor Day Classic. I'm Luke Tasker, joined every week here by Andy Fantuz, one of my favorite teammates of all time. Andy, good morning. How are you?
1: Morning, Lucas. I'm good, bud. How are you?
0: I'm doing great, man. Still down, uh, down in Myrtle Beach here on a family trip. Uh, hadn't gonna hit the road back up north this morning, although it, uh, there's this hurricane is coming up, coming up the coast, so I don't know how we're... Might get our drive interrupted, but vacation's been great. We're uh, ready, to, ready to get back up there and get ready for Labor Day game. What's going on with you? Well, be safe.
1: Yeah, we'll uh, yeah I'm just getting ready myself. Got to get the long weekend before the game, so... Um, always a little extra prep for the Labor Day game and, you know, lots of other things going on with kids going back to school and, and that, and this and that, but you know, let's talk, let's talk some football.
0: It's awesome, man. Um, so first of all, the first win of the season last week, uh, I was back in the booth with RJ. You were next door to me doing the, uh, pregame halftime and post game on the Cats audio network. And that was a fun one to talk about, fun one to watch. And I... I can't help but just be proud of the TyCats for for the performance that they did. I always felt like Montreal was not an easy place to win. And I, every player has their own, you know, their personal, you know, take on every stadium because it so depends on the on the games you've played there. I mean, I I I, have, I can see you scoring touchdowns in Montreal in the games that we played, but for some reason I don't know. I I never felt totally comfortable there. Not that I had bad games, but. I just felt like it was a hard stadium to win. I don't know if you had a similar uh, thought of Montreal.
1: It, it is. It is a hard stadium to win. And, and we, we haven't had a ton of success uh, throughout our career there. But I remember you making one of the best catches I've ever seen in my life. Um, you know which one I'm talking about? Like up this? Up oh, the, I do, yeah. Close hash <laughs> right next to our bench. You saw, yeah, that's like, right. Jeff Matthews. Watched that, it yeah. come over and then all the way to the side right on the ground. Yeah. That was incredible. <laughs> that did happen. <laughs> true.
0: And I remember, <laughs>
1: actually, it might
0: have been that game, actually, that we broke. That the, the Ticats hadn't won there in some ridiculous number of years since before my time, before your time as a Ticat. But I, I can't remember if it was that year, which I want to say was 2015, maybe. I, but I'm not. I'm, I, 14, 15. But that, would, that had been our first win in Montreal for a long time. We had a little more success after that in our time together. But still just a tough place to play. And the Cats went in there. And, and I mean, that was a pretty, that was a pretty resounding win. I, I mean, it got, it was 10 to 13, I think at one point in the second quarter. Uh, but really the Cats won on three phases of the ball uh, that night. I think particularly, obviously uh, most people are recognizing uh, Frankie Williams had a pretty outstanding game, both uh, with a key turnover at the end from his defensive back position, but the returns were unbelievable man remember how how different is it when we take the field and you're playing on a 50 yard 50 yard yeah.
1: surface you know I mean it was huge yeah I was listening to you to uh, call the game and you're right Jeff always wanted to give it at least once or twice per game and to start the game off on the Montreal side of the field just what a what a big advantage and yeah. and uh and then he had that massive punt return in the first half and Couple of things that stood out to me in that game were, um, besides Frankie Williams, were there were a few other unsung heroes that really impressed me. Like Eddie, Will, uh, Eddie Wilson the second, he just like two two tackles for loss in the backfield and six tackles for a de-tackle, for a de-tackle, like incredible. Yeah, Keontae Evans, massive pass deflections at key times in the game. um, And then then Dunbar Jr. coming up on the scene early early in the game and having that big first quarter and first half. But uh, as a team, something that really impressed me was shutting them out completely in the second half. Like, that was really nice to see. And finishing the game by driving down the field and running the ball up the throat and then scoring – and then finishing it off with a touchdown for STE. that, that, to me, is like that's an, uh, That's the kind of way we want to win a football game, right? We don't want to, like, punt the ball back to them and, and hope our, hope the defense can hold them. We want to, we want to yeah. s- snuff it, was, it out. It was awesome three-minute football at the end
0: of the game. And on the flip side of that, the Ticats hadn't yet scored a point in the second half of a football game yet in the first two in Winnipeg and Sask. So not only did they shut out Montreal, they got two scores in, in late in the game and that three-minute drive was fantastic. And, of course, Sean Thomas Erlington, I'm so happy for him because it's his home stadium, and he hurdles the guy <laughs> and then gets the touchdown to, to cap it off. That was just – that was fantastic. I also think Dane did a good job. He handled the game well. I think one of the areas that they're going to have to continue to improve is, is pass protection. There were still times where uh, the whole thing was rushed. There were sacks. There were tackles for loss. But he, Dane protected the ball had a couple of very meaningful completions as the game progressed, and it wasn't an outstanding passing offense uh offensive production I mean I think it was one hundred and eighty three yards, but the key stat isn't zero turnovers I mean they they protected the ball and the turnover that impacted the game was 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 Frankie williams uh, interception. who knows if one other inter- if one other turnover goes the wrong way for the tie cats. That's how costly that that a turnover can be. It could have changed everything, depending on the timing and field position, of course, and all that. So, uh, still something to be worked on there. I think one of the things that that has been disappointing so, so far this season for the Ticats has been their uh, has been the field field goal operation. The two of us both have experience uh, <laughs> holding. We're, we were both part of that operation uh, throughout our career, and it is it's finicky kickers kickers. There's there's a big comfort level with the operation and with the ebbs and flows of the game and with their own performance. You know, the, as the season progresses and confidence grows, it gets easier. But there's been a, I, there was one a Dane a Dane uh, unfortunately muffed a, a snap uh, for one of the operations. There was another miss. Just a, just that operation needs to continue to to grow and build as the as the season progresses. But all in all. You know, that was a, that was a complimentary football win, you know, for the Cats.
1: What did you ever, what did you think about holding? I, I remember like, I didn't, I didn't mind it either, but I remember like my wife always saying, oh, I hate when you hold, you know, <laughs> I hate when you do that. Cause I feel like there's just so much pressure and, and, uh, oh, and no, no, like, I don't, it's not credit that you're looking for, but like, no. It really there's only one thing that can if you're if you're noticed on that on that team it's it's not a good thing and uh before 100%. before your time it was um we were out in Calgary with a chance to to make the playoffs and and i couldn't believe it, but like <laughs> I remember going up we broke the huddle and I had Luka kanji as a kicker yeah it snowing it was the ground was covered in snow and i'm sure a lot of our listeners will remember this because it was well, one of my least favorite moments in uh tight cat history, but we break the huddle and I go and I like clear, you know, the plant foot yeah. from the snow, the, the, the area for the plant foot, but I cleared, I cleared it on the wrong side of the T for one. <laughs> so like, it was just like a kick that yeah. was just going to win or lose the game. And yeah. And I, oh crap. And then we didn't, we didn't like call a timeout. I, and then, uh, because we couldn't really go any further back cuz it was already like a 40-yarder in the snow. Right. And then sure enough, I like took the snap, put it down just like I always do and it just hit the tee and slid right down off the tee and like if I was to go back and go through that process other than the fact that I cleaned the wrong area, I would have yeah. done everything exact same. Like I was focused, I took a deep breath, I did my whole routine, put it down and it just slipped right down and then I had to pick it up and Anyway, we got sacked and lost the game and didn't make the playoffs from that, from that field goal, from the holder's mistake, so, basically. And yeah, then I remember it, talking it, to Drew Stostein after, and he's like, we gotta, we got to like find a way to keep these things from icing up during the game and maybe putting some yeah. kind of, some kind of uh, adhesive on them or whatever. And, and uh, yeah, it was wild. It sucked That's really brutal. bad. Yeah. So you probably don't remember – but
0: you told me that story after a very similar experience of mine. So when I was holding for Justin Medlock, we were in Calgary also. And by the way, I never won a game in Calgary. I, I don't actually, I'm trying to think if this is accurate. I don't think the Ticats have beat uh, the Stampeders for its at least since 2013. Anyways, not to digress here. I, we were at the end of the game we were down by three with like a 35 yard field goal to tie the game and go into overtime. And I put the, Justin Medlock didn't use a block, but I put the ball down and literally what you're saying the, the, the nose or the, the bottom of the football just slipped off the turf. It just like, and he, and Justin Medlock came up and stuttered, and didn't kick it. I, I started running around. I literally got tackled so hard on that play that my face mask bent in like, like Drew had to unscrew it off my helmet. Because like it was it bent the helmet open, and that's what I deserved. and we <laughs> we didn't we lost the game. We had a chance to go into overtime there. And I remember you telling sharing that story with me. It's a thankless position and and I, and this one didn't hurt Dane as he as when he uh, seemingly muffed that, and sometimes you can't tell from our stance knows what what should have happened but it looked like it looked like it was a miss uh miss held ball but that is a it is a thankless job justin medlock was my was the most difficult kicker for me to as a holder he was a very particular kicker but he also he also trained me and taught me really really well how, yeah. how, what, it, how what 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 we're actually supposed to hold a, a kick
1: um but, thankless or not though like like it was kind of fun. It was kind of fun to train for it and, and practice and be part of that group and have that extra responsibility. And you know, that as you and I, like you'd want to have your guys who you think are the most capable doing the job. And, you know, I was 100%. happy to pass the torch to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 100%. It It is kind of cool to be a
0: part of that, of that, of that specialty group in the 2019 great cup. I, I caught a, uh, little shovel pass from uh, Liram Hiralahu for the, for the, you know, to be a part and you can kind of be a part of these special little things. It was a cool responsibility to have. And something, it's just another way to be great at something, which is just fun to practice and to, and to have that skill set. We'll see. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully that can increase as the Ticats go along. Maybe we need to, maybe we need to give them some inspiring stories from uh task and twos as, as to how special the, the job is to be the holder. Um, okay. We're moving into uh, Labor Day here. <laughs> what a uh, what a fantastic uh, moment in the CFL season every year comes very early this year, obviously, because because of the COVID late start to the season. But last week in the Tasker Two show, you and I talked about one of the stories was that the Argos have this extra bye week. All of a sudden, they had a COVID ca- game canceled or or to be postponed uh, with Edmonton. Uh, we as the TyCats played a late game. They have a they have an extended week this week. It almost feels like a bye week. I always love those weeks during the season where it's not one of your bye weeks. Like you still have all your bye weeks, you know, to be used at their times. But you get this strange 10, 11 day week into uh, you know mixed into the season. It's just as valuable. And in this case, Ticats get to come off of a divisional win in Montreal. I, I honestly think that they, that that they have the advantage schedule
1: wise over the over Toronto, over the Argonauts. Yeah, I do too. And, it's come, awesome. of course, coming home to Tim Hortons Field, <clears throat> big advantage just with the fans and, and the excitement around around the stadium. So, uh, But, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like, a little too early. I mean, you might get some guys healed up a little bit from, from injuries with that extra time off. But, uh, yeah, the Ticats coming off a big win like that. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how they, how they come out. But the Argonauts also – are coming off a big win. Being Winnipeg at home, convincingly uh, another, you know, both two, three sides of the ball kind of win for them. So mm. it's going to be a good matchup. Tough team. Yeah, absolutely. And it is for first place. If the Ticats
0: win this, they go to two and two. The Argonauts, the Argonauts have their two victories. And, of course, the, Tic- the Ticats would have the, the, the win directly over the Argonauts. I mean, it's incredible that a week ago we're talking about you know, climbing the tight cats climbing out of what is last place in the CFL to potentially have a chance to be first in the division. That that is just the that is so CFL. That's just the most beautiful thing about the CFL, and it makes the season. Net, there's never a dull moment because everything can change by uh, by a few losses around the league. Just an awesome chance. The tight I don't think have lost. I know that I never lost the Labor Day Classic. I think it, maybe it was 2012, 2011, uh, pre, prior to Tim Hortons Field different era of, of Ticats football. This would be a, a, an awesome chance to be back in the stadium with fans. It's been close to two years since that, since uh, Tim Hortons field has hosted a crowd. Uh, Very, very excited to be in the booth and to call that game.
1: We were, uh, we were joined by Louie and I were joined by Broccari Grant there after the game on, uh, on Friday night. Oh yeah. And uh, I'm sure you can remember the, the first touchdown in Tim Hortons field which yeah. was a Labor Day game in the gray shirts. Like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know we both, we both talked about that. So yeah. I think this game is going to be like, have a little bit of the same kind of vibe because of yeah. the year and a half off. Not quite the same as a brand new stadium, but, um, you know, still,
0: yeah. 100%. same kind and of I, idea. And, and at that time, there wasn't a, uh, you know, a winning streak. I guess that would have been the first or second uh, Labor Day win you know, in a row there now. There's been a a, a number of wins strung together, but I, I'll never forget Bakari standing in the end zone. We had the we had the gray like specialty uh, Labor Day uniforms on that the CFL did that year. Uh, the Reebok, uh, you know, like uh, gray gray uniforms. What what a what an awesome uh, day at, at Tim Hortons Field that was. I, I agree. I think this will be a very memorable uh, Labor Day Classic, um, especially if the Tiger Cats get get a win. Oh, All yeah. right,
1: let's see here. Yeah, that was the first game we got. We got to learn how the <laughs> you know, like the Michael Young picture there coming out of the, of the yeah. locker room and doing oh, it, yeah, Bob. doing it for, for Bob's brother. Yeah, that's uh, right, yeah. special. That's anyway, cool. I, we could go on forever with this stuff. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, very good. Tycats get a long week. Their, their first day back on the field, I guess, is today. So, I mean, good for them. I like Coach O's mentality on that, it get, it, allowing the guys to get even more rest. Game from a bye week to Montreal with a great win and I got to think physically this is a these two these two long weeks together on either side of the Montreal game are going to be you know great physically moving forward for a lot of the guys uh through the season but excited to get back out there uh Monday Monday afternoon will be the Labor Day Classic Andy and Louis B will have the pregame uh starting an hour before kickoff and RJ Broadhead and myself will have the call during the game. Andy, looking forward to it, man. Can't wait to see you there. Uh, go tie Cats. We'll,
1: uh, we'll be out there uh, ready to get, take care of business again. Yeah, enjoy enjoy the rest of your family trip, and yeah, can't wait. It's gonna be great. We're gonna be, have some great guests too, I know that. I know awesome, we got a few man. surprises up our sleeves, so looking uh, oh, nice. at <laughs> Ticat Audio Network, <laughs> tune in.